Bavakama, Perkhes, Mishnah Zayin, 8-7, the last of the chapter of Achovel. And we wrap up with, um, not just a halachi point, but really a hashkafic point, that Afal Pishu no Lo, even if the person who is Chovel Chavero, even the person who caused some kind of harm to his um, fellow, even if he um, gives back or makes the proper financial restitution, and the truth is this isn't just for Chabalo, it would be for embarrassment, it would be for theft, it would be for, you know, um, Insulting him, any kind of kind of ben where a person made the financial restitution that was required of him, still a nimchalo, still up in heaven, they won't forgive the person who wronged his fellow, ad until the perpetrator who wronged his fellow requests forgiveness. Meaning that there's one thing for the financial restitution, and different thing for like the, you know, the, the personal affront, the insult, the. The hard feelings, the the sense of the sense of umbrage, the sense of um, disgrace, humiliation—all these things—not not, not just payment, but just the sense of you know how could you do this to me? You know I thought we were friends and that kind of stuff. So all those all that pain, um, which is personal pain, is um, something which still held over the head of the person who did the harm, um, until the person who was harmed forgives them. Shinamar, the Pasuk says, this is a proof text, and this really, um, out of context, is hard to see what it's talking about. It says, Va'ata hashev eshes, and now return the wife, Vagomer, etc. But this, the context here is, um, Avimelech, the king of Gerar, had um, seen Sarah, when Avram and Sarai really um, came through their town, and they, Sarah was kidnapped, essentially, and there was like a terrible kind of plague um put on the people of Gerar, they were sort of stopped up, so nothing could happen bad to Sarah, but ultimately Hashem came to Avimelech in a dream and said, you're going to die unless you return um, this woman to her husband. But returning her was enough. He needed to essentially make amends, both with Avram, actually with Sarah as well. Of course, Sarah was even more, um, you know, needed just as much uh, apology as Avram did. But the point is, it's clear that he had to make amends with them, and in fact, um, he did, because the Pasuk goes, goes on to say that not only does he have to return Eish Saish, the married woman, to Avram, but also, v'yispal ba'adcha v'chaye, he also has to, Avimelech has to ensure that Avram prays in his behalf, so that he should get better. So that means Avram needs to, you know, forgive him with a full heart. So the Pasuk does specify how um, Avimelech did do right by Avraham and even by Sarah. I'm trying to make amends. He didn't know, says he. Um, but that's not enough. Also, Avraham had to pray for him. And you see, Where do you see that the person um, who was affronted, who was hurt, who was damaged, should should be um, ready to forgive and not be an achzari, not be cruel? The cruelty would be that since um, the injured person knows that if he doesn't forgive um, the person who did wrong by him, that person will suffer consequences in heaven, in a nimcholo, in Shemaim. So therefore, it would be cruel to withhold that forgiveness. And here the Mishnah is saying, you should not be cruel in withholding that forgiveness. Shanaimar, as you see from the Pasuk, back by Avram Avinu, v'yispa'el Avraham el Elohim, v'yirpa Elohim es avimelech v'gomer, says that Avraham prayed to Hashem, and Hashem healed Avimelech, um, Ves Ishto, etc., and also his, you know, his household, all of whom were afflicted by this, um, this kind of plague. Now, um, this is possible halacha, just as it sounds. Um, the Rambam says, black and white, Aslaz Mashiach Zari, is Payas. A person shouldn't be cruel and not be um, appeased. Elihe Noach Lirtos Fakashalichos. The din is a person should be um, easily appeased and difficult to anger in the first place. When a person um, 
who did wrong requests forgiveness. Mocha Balev of Shalom Venefesh Chafetza. The person who was injured should forgive him with a with a full heart and and readily so, willingly so. Um even if um Vafilu hates her low harbe, um Vachat Lo Harbe, even if the affront or the damage or the pain that was caused was severe, or the crime was really pretty nasty, still Lo Yikom, Velo Yitor, a person shouldn't um seek to take revenge or even bear a grudge. Interestingly, the Yushalmi brings um, that one kind of crime is a little different, uh, which is if one um, slandered another person, since you can't get that kind of genie back in the bottle, right? The damage is done, it's hard to really contain. That would be potentially an exception to the rule, or a person um, need not be so forgiving, and the Ramah brings it, actually. Um, but in general, um, to be a forgiving person, it seems to be a sort of an essential ingredient of what it means to be a Jew, and the Ramah actually says that. He says, V'zehu darkam shel zeri Yisrael. This is the way of the Jewish people to be forgiving, and people who are, you know, have their sensibilities aligned. And to the contrast, he says that it's not the case by non-Jews, and actually it's sort of antithetical, said it would be antithetical to the Jewish way of life, which is the story of the Giv'onim, um, and Shmuel, who became what we call the Nesinim, we see in the Mishnahis throughout, throughout Shas, that they're not allowed to enter the Kal, Yisra, Kal Hashem, because um, these people were sort of unable to be appeased, they wanted, you know, to avenge Shaul and his sons, and so, so the point is, um, since they were unforgiving, they have no place in the Jewish people. So that's this meaning. This is a very to be forgiving is a very central um, value amongst them um, in Jewish ethics. Okay, so now um, that's the first part of the mission. The second part of the mission is now talking about um, when someone is instructed to cause damage. It says, "Ha Omer." If one says to his friend, "Same es eni," um, like you know, poke my eye out, or Kata es yadi, or chop my hand off, or shaber es ragli, break my leg. So, if a person is told to do that, so still chayev, um, if the person, the, the fellow does, if Reuven says to Shimon, poke my eye out, and then Shimon goes and pokes his eye out, um, actually, then still Shimon will be liable. The reason why is because we assume that he wasn't serious, right? The, the context is, it seems that, you know, it's like people are, you know, bluffing and bravado and, you know, saying, go ahead, try hit me, go ahead, try poke my eye out, go ahead. So the point is that if the person um, does poke his eye out or hit him, he's liable because we can assume safely that a person doesn't want to get hit or have his eye poked out, etc. However, almanas lift or chayev. So now, if the response of the the two guys in the bar fighting and Reuben says to Shimon, go ahead and try to, you know, you know I dare you, you know, him with your best shot. And then Shimon says, well, if I break your chops, are you going to forgive me? And he says, yeah, go go right ahead. So the point is, we understand that's sort of rhetorical and, and sarcastic. And um, if the person who's doing the injuring requests forgiveness, mechila, you know, you know, to be a waiver prior to the injury, so then we see that's all still part of the, you know, all part of the not meaning what you're saying. And therefore, he would still, he, the person who caused the damage, would still be liable. Um, in a case where the injured person from the outset explicitly says he waives any um, responsibility or liability to the person who does the injury to him, then that would actually be a sufficient waiver. Meaning, you know, I don't know, you go to the doctor and the doctor is going to say, listen, we, you sure you want me to pull out your tooth? You know, maybe we could save it. And he said, no, no, I want you to pull it out. So the point is, and I forgive you, I waive, you know, I waive, I waive any claim I have to. So then, of course, the person who is having his tooth pulled is agreeing to have his tooth pulled, and he means it, right? He, he means to waive it. So the, the point is, as the Gemara understands it, if the person 
sort of understood a bit in context. But the one is that the person who's asking for the waiver is the person doing the damaging. Um, he's, we assume that the response, yeah, go right ahead, is sort of not sincere. But if the context is that it is sincere, then he would have be a, indeed be um, absolved of his damage because he's acting on the request, the sincere request of the person who, I guess, got injured. On the flip side, kara esksusi, if a person says, you know, go ahead and rip my clothing, shavor eskadi, you know, break my my uh, container, my jug, then chayev, then the person who does the breaking will be chayev. Again, the idea is here specifically where the person was first entrusted to be a shomer. So I gave someone my jug to watch, and then I, you know, pick up the phone and say, yeah, why don't you go and break the jug after all? You know, then then the assumption is the person who owns the jug didn't mean it. And therefore the person who breaks it will be liable because he was entrusted to guard it, guard it, not smash it. Um, in contrast, if I just, you know, give you my shirt and I say, do me a favor, just rip this shirt for me, and you rip it, so you'd be exempt, not withstanding what the mission says, because there's a difference between a person's bodily harm and harm to his possessions. In general, a person is obviously, if he says, break my stuff, he means it, as opposed to if he says, hurt me, he doesn't really mean it. Right? Amanas liftor, putter. If a person who is says, I'll break your, you know, yes, I'll, I'll break your thing if you really want me to, I'll flush in the toilet, whatever you want, but you have to agree to waive claim. At that point, if the person waives claim, then it is his putter, the person who does the damaging is putter, because we assume that the person who gave the waiver meant it. It's not the same as injury to his body. Okay, so that's that. Um, the last part of the mission now is talking about if there are three people, and I and there's Mr. A, Mr. B, and Mr. C, and Mr. A says to Mr. B, I want you to go and punch Mr. C in the nose. So then B goes and punches C in the nose. So who's liable? And what happens if Mr. A says, I agree to absorb the liability? Mr. B, I'll, I'll pay if they sue you, if they take you to court, if, the, if you get fined. It's on me. So in all those cases, it doesn't matter. We have a basic principle of ein shaliach ledevarve, right? You can't act as an agent on behalf of somebody else to perpetrate some kind of crime. And therefore, Mr. B is fully responsible. So that's what it says here. Mr. A says, do something to Mr. says to Mr. B, go and injure him or injure his, break his stuff. And then he, then Mr. B does and go and injures Mr. C or breaks Mr. C's stuff. Chayev, Mr. B is liable because you can't say that he was just acting on behalf of Mr. A's request. Even if there was some sort of inducement, threat, reward, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we're talking about damage to Mr. C's person or to his property. If Mr. B did it, Mr. B is responsible. And therefore, Mr. B and only Mr. B will be the one who pays the damages that are, you know, um, levied in the court. And Mr. B actually can't go back to Mr. A and demand reimbursement. Mr. A could say no. Okay? So that's the din. Um, I should quickly speak out that even though Mr. A is going to be getting off kind of scot-free in the courts. That doesn't mean he's not a bad guy. To the contrary, he's a, he's a Russia, of course, for telling Mr. B to break Mr. C's nose or his property. Um, he's over the Isser Dorais of Lifne Iver, but notwithstanding, uh, there won't be sort of a financial penalty imposed upon Mr. A because it's Mr. B who did the actual damaging and Ainshli Echel Devar Avera.